This is What the F. I am Tamara. And I am Rebecca. And it's a podcast where we ask the most important question in the world. And the question that will make you say, what the F? The F? The F. Yeah. Man. So, what the F is up with you this week? (laughs) You know, the week went by so fast. It went by super fast. I Did even seven days go by? (laughs) I know. I feel like we were just in here. This is the time warp. It's so weird. You know. I mean, I guess it's it's good because then when things go by fast, you know, you're busy sure. and stuff like that. So it's good, but it's just, I mean, it's just been crazy. Yeah. You know, I haven't known what day is what, but whatever. Yeah. So for <laughs> me, working, getting back to work because before I was on mm-hmm. vacation. Now it's just getting back to work and right. catching up with work. Right. And so it's just coming up with that, um, trying to get back in the gym. You know. Oh, that's hard when you get off a schedule. Damn it. And also the eating schedule. Yes. All that. Yeah. And then getting back on it. Right. Ugh. You know, so I went back to the gym. It was nice. And I should have gone today, but today I was like, ah, oh, I should prepare. Yeah, it's a, it's a working day. Working day. It was a working day. We were working we girls. working girls. Because we care about this podcast, so we put work <laughs> into it, you know. We do the working thing. <laughs> <laughs> What's up work, with you? Work, 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 work. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, work with you. Work. Yeah. Um, my boyfriend Rex is out of town. He's in Vegas, gambling it up. Gambling. Gam- He's gonna win a whole bunch of things. He better. I was like, you better come back with some money, or you don't even bother coming to this house. Uh oh. <laughs> you better come back with another dollar. An additional. <laughs> he wins. He wins. I just want him to win. It would be nice to win big. It's funny because um, the past couple of weeks on my news feed, I've been getting stories about people winning in Vegas, like winning big. Like uh, someone just won like last week a million dollars. Oh, my God. On a slot machine. I, you know? And I'm just like, oh. Oh, yeah. How I nice agree. would that be? I want to win, but I don't want to play. Although I did go to the gambling. I don't like gambling, really. I did do it. I went once with mm-hmm. somebody, and I had a lot of fun. But it wasn't I've my had, money. It was his money. And, exactly. You know. Exactly. I, I've had fun. I've done gambling before, but I've never had fun until I did it with Rex. And then it was just like so much fucking fun. Oh, my God. Yes. So you you have to come to Vegas with us. Oh, I can't and wait to You should. And gamble it all. It's so much fun, you know, because um, I've been to Vegas before, and mm-hmm. it was like not – I did not have that much fun. I, I'll just say I went to Vegas before with someone else, and it was, like, not fun. Man. And then I go with Rex, and it's, like, fun. Fun. Fun, fun, fun. Fun, fun, fun. <laughs> yeah. We'll go to we'll, – that's going to be our 100th episode. We'll do it from Vegas. Our 50th. 50th episode. Okay. <laughs> yes. And we gamble. We're gambling. We're, like, we're on the show gambling. Anyway. Yeah. yeah that's what we'll do for um, it. Right. Speaking of Rex, he's not going to be here again this week, but he should be here next week. Yep. He's not out of town or whatever. <laughs> he's one, or he's not won anything, so he's not back. I know. Rachel, yeah, he'll win. He'll win and we're just gone. Oh, my God. <laughs> Tamara's gone. She's gone. off in England. I think we've talked about winning lotteries and stuff on here before, so it's funny. That's like our secret wish, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> not so secret anymore. No. We're putting it out there in the universe. We're going to speak it into existence. We are. We are drinking our pineapple Ritas again. We sure are, and they are delicious. Just as good as they were last time. Shit. Probably even better. Yeah, probably so. (laughs) 
Again, summer in a can. Yep. Summer yep. in a can. The can is gorgeous. Yep. The Yellow. Drink is gorgeous. It's like sunshine. Yeah, it's just deliciousness. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what has gone on this week? Mm. What's Again, so this week has gone by fast. So yeah. we both, I don't think we're paying like a ton of attention to the news. No. I mean, we know Kate Spade passed away. Mm-hmm. She committed suicide, which is sad. Mm-hmm. She's a local Kansas City girl. Mm-hmm. So that's also sad. I just know I, I, I was a fashion major in college. And so she was a big supporter of um, our program and everything. And a lot of girls would get internships in New York. Using mm-hmm. her, yeah. Because of her, her and stuff. So... Yeah, so it's sad, and it's, you know, mental health, and she didn't want to get treatment because of the stigma, which is sad, you know? It is sad. There should be no stigma, so I don't know much about it. I haven't read a lot about it. Um, I think I have read a lot. There's been a ton, and I'm so – it's so weird that so many people are talking about it. Like, her sister is even doing interviews and things and stuff, and I'm just like, this just happened. Usually when you hear people talking about – a death in the news. It'll be like a year, maybe a couple really? years later. Anymore? Yeah. Well, I would think a sister, close family member. Well, her husband was already making comments. It's weird. I just think it's weird. I understand the husband put out a statement. Sure. But the sister's actually doing interviews. It was like, yeah, she was bipolar. and Really? Yes. And I don't think she's ever been diagnosed with anything. I think the sister's just saying this, you know. And saying, like, she's not surprised. It's happened. And, wow. Yeah. And I was just kind of like, I would be – that's just – I can imagine my sister doing that, you well, know. not everyone has the same kind of relationship. No, you obviously are, they – You are close with your sister. Yeah. Not everyone is. Right. And so I don't think – obviously they weren't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, but we don't know. That's – yeah. Weird. It's just weird, mm-hmm. you know. But I also think with the stigma of um, mental health, don't know if it's as bad – with our generation and younger generations as it is for older, because she was like 55. And I think still older generations don't look at it as like an actual disease. Right. They, you know, they kind of like get over it. You're depressed, you know, get over it. Right. And I don't think that they see like it's something that you can get treated for and you can get better. And, and it's it is worth it to do it. Yeah. And yeah. And there's different kinds of treatment. If right. one doesn't work, there could be another one. Right. It's just always trying it until something does work, but just right. never giving up. Right. So, yeah, that's really sad and unfortunate. It um, is. So, but there was more things that have happened that you brought up with a judge. Well, what just happened yesterday. Yes. So, um, probably people are, like, familiar with the Brock Turner case. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a Stanford student. He was a swimmer there at the school. There is um, a party that I think it was a frat party. I'm not sure. Yeah, we'll just say that it was. Yeah, we'll just say it was, it was a party. It was college. I mean, there was college guys <laughs> you know. and parties and girls. Yeah. And it, was, it was a college yeah. party. Drinking was There's happening. A lot of drinking. He got drunk. Uh, this girl he was talking to, she got really drunk mm-hmm. as well. And don't know all the details, but somehow like he – Got away got, with her. He took got her, away with her, yeah. took her out by, like, trash bins and sexually assaulted her. Mm-hmm. And um, I believe it said two cyclists um, caught him in the act and pulled him off of her. Yeah. 
and she has no recollection of any of this. And this happened a couple years ago. And he was um, convicted, I believe, of attempted rape. Um, I'm not sure all the charges. There are several charges he, sure. was, he was found guilty on. Um, and so then there's a judge, um, Aaron Persky. And the judge he, of the case. The judge the of judge, the case. Yes. Uh-huh, who sentenced him. And who sentenced him to only like six months. Yes. Right. Only six months. And Brock uh, actually only ended up serving three months because of good behavior. God. I know. And six months is ridiculous anyway. <sighs> and the judge said then that um, – don't have it like uh, – let me see if I can find like exactly what he said there. But he had cited – the age of, so this is what the judge said. So the judge um, cited Turner's age, the fact that both he and the victim were drunk, and that prison time could have a, quote, severe impact on Turner's life as a reasoning behind the lenient six-month sentence. Right, as if he didn't completely accost and cause great um, damage or potential great, you know. Yeah, not thinking anything about the victim. just thinking Not at of, all. Yeah, about just him. thinking about him. And his life, who cares? At that point, she did not do anything. She didn't do anything at all. She didn't put in that it. situation. No. Nobody took her life no. and her situation into account. She was vulnerable that. and he took advantage of that. And but his sentencing is his very sentence lenient. Is so lenient. And she's going to live with this for the rest of her life. Mm-hmm. She even made um, a statement, which she talked about uh, after she was raped and she went to the hospital and she took a shower and how she just felt. Like, her body wasn't even her own anymore. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just is really impactful right. statement. Vulnerable and, yeah. and brave and, mm-hmm. yeah. It just wasn't right. So a lot of people didn't agree with this. And they start looking into the judge and looking at his other sentences that he had given to men who had assaulted women or done any crimes against women. Mm-hmm. And they're all lenient. Mm. And so they um, were able to get on a ballot to see if they could get the judge recalled yep. from his position. And they did. They were able to. The, uh, the voters came out and voted. And this first time uh, someone's been recalled from the bench in 86 years in California. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, you, I actually, when I first heard about that they were trying to do that, you know how you hear that mm-hmm. and you're like, whatever. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. You know, it's good that, you know, you're trying, but Stuff like that never happens. Right. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's been going on for so long and nobody seems to have been paying the price for much of anything. Mm-hmm. And so to actually see that they're like, take take it serious. Yeah. Is what I'm hoping comes of it is the next person who comes in is going to start taking well, shit they serious. Said, well, they said two women are up for okay. it. So, well, hopefully that, you know. Yeah. So, um, unfortunately, I can't do anything about his sentence, <laughs> you know, what Brock sure. got. Or whatever, which, you know, That's just what he's known for. Uh Uh-huh. That's why he's brought up into it. Yeah. So it's crazy. Whatever. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, so we're here. We're here with Frank. Frank's here in the house. Frank is visiting again. He's doing... (laughs) He's raising the roof. Raising the roof. (laughs) Oh, my God. He's blushing again. Blushing almost as uh, bright as his pink socks that he has on. Frank has... Well, Todd has on hot pink socks. Frank is on Todd's face again. 
Frank is Todd's mustache. <laughs> Todd is our sound guy, music producer, audio man. Uh, extraordinaire. Extraordinaire. Just podcast extraordinaire. Yes. He's all, all, and now eight, he's the, all the above. The host of a mustache. He, <laughs> he has a mustache podcast coming soon. <laughs> the rocker mustache podcast <laughs> oh man we'll just wait for it it's coming it's coming and we'll let you all know the about ladies it are coming <laughs> <laughs> frank thought that was gross he goes ew <laughs> oh shit frank is shy about all that no he's not <laughs> that's one bad stash <laughs> Yeah. Um, gosh. Uh, this is totally, I don't know why this just popped in my head, though, but, you know. Um, so, no, this has nothing actually to do with the mustache. Or you. Go away. Yeah. The world doesn't revolve around <laughs> you, uh, Frank. Yes, it does. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Just want to let you know it doesn't. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, this just popped into my head. It's like, so random but I listen to a lot of podcasts and um you know the bachelorette's going on right now okay <laughs> so a lot of people are really into the bachelorette I used to watch the bachelor bachelorette okay. I used to be all into that did you ever watch any of that I watched um <laughs> the fake millionaire or <laughs> the fake millionaire one yeah that, that was so it. funny that was, that it. was funny no, well not. that was very I'm... much then like what, what it, is. it is except for they're just with a random guy, just yeah. random, you know. Um, so, uh, would you ever do something like that? Would I ever do like go on like the bad? Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> uh, you know, probably four years ago, I would have thought. <laughs> really? Well, but I was real skinny, and I thought that I was hot shit. Um, but no, I would not because that is, I don't watch that show. Um, and then watching it really upsets me, thinking he's out there making out with her, and now he he's is. going to the other room making out with her. I mean, I what, you're putting yourself in a shark tank. I mean, and who is he? Exactly. I am not and, that for false love. And most of the time, the guy is, like, not cute. <laughs> and right. All, and the girls are so crazy about him. I know. And why? As if that was the one. They're, they feel they're, like I that know, is this like, is it. This I'm is here it. for I a know. reason. It's so crazy. I'm not there. No, but yeah. I, I would go on a dating show for sure. You would? I mean, I have been Even on now? one. Even now? Yeah, you you did right. a radio one, right? Yeah. yeah, you did a radio dating show. So like, uh, say like, how how did that go? Like, yeah, so, how did that all come about? Um, <laughs> yeah, that was on the other, yeah, that was, I haven't talked about it on this show, I guess. Not that's funny. Show, yeah. No, <laughs> that's funny. Okay, so um, yeah, I did a, um, I was listening to a local radio station, and they had were talking about the Dirty Dragon, the Red Dragon, or the Dirty Dragon. What is that? It's where a person has a kid but doesn't date others with kids. Oh, they and only date people with kids. They only date with so – No, they only – Date gotcha. singles. Okay, so, gotcha, So, like, gotcha. I have kids, and but I really don't want to date somebody else who has kids. And why is that? For me, it's because of time. Like, if I don't have time for myself, I don't uh-huh. have time for you to work your schedule out for your kid to hope that it matches up. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And and people with kids have a hard time getting out anyway. Right. And so it just delays right. everything. Right. Um, 
but that's not saying that if I met somebody who had kids that I wouldn't try. But mm-hmm. anyway, so the, they were talking about the Dirty Dragon. And I was actually mm-hmm. on my way into class. It was a summer class. Uh-huh. And um, I remember – they were like, if you're if you're a dirty dragon, give us a call. <laughs> and so I called in, not thinking anything of it. That's just a funny name for it, I think. Yeah. It sounds dirty. I'm, I'm, I'm like, that's what it was. I know that's what it was. It sounds dirty. It's a dirty dragon. Well, it sounds dirty. Or, they, or a drink also. Yeah. Like, I want I a dirty know. dragon. I don't but. know. But um, – and so <laughs> I called in and I didn't think anything of it, but mm-hmm. they um, had me on air and they were like, why? And so I gave that explanation yeah. of why that I um, feel like that's – where I am Mm -hmm. and so then they were they were like okay bye I hung up and then they (laughs) were like we we should have um a dating game and find another dirty dragon and they were like oh no chick call us back (laughs) and so I called back and I Mm -hmm. ended up um they put my picture out there and they had guys they like put it like on their like yes on their website (laughs) and they were like if you want to date the dirty dragon Mm -hmm. you know so you're just the dirty dragon (laughs) yes that is and so, so funny. <laughs> I remember I was on my way to the show when the the host of the show, mm-hmm. the radio show, was sick and couldn't make it. So then uh, they canceled. Uh, but I ended up meeting somebody who wanted to still meet me. Mm-hmm. We went to a, lo- a show, had mm-hmm. a lot of fun, dated mm-hmm. for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And um, yes, I remember that guy. Yeah, and i <laughs> i didn't I didn't approve of his parenting. Because I, right, but he didn't really go into the dirty dragon thing, right? Because no, because he had a kid, right? So why was he even part because, of that? Exactly. Okay. But he was like, "Oh, mm. I I have a kid, but I still like to date her." And then when the show was canceled, he was like, "Okay, but I still want to date her." <laughs> and so I was like, "Okay, okay, sure. Well, let's go out." Well, he's actually who introduced me to sushi, and so which oh, I love. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He is? Yep. That is so funny. Which I... Well, at least there's something good that came from that. I went on a motorcycle ride with them. That's right. Went to a yeah. few concerts. Yeah, it was fun, but it was mm. quick and... Um, yeah, it was It was very fast. It was very fast. It was very whirlwind. <laughs> it really was. It was. But it wasn't It wasn't the most, like, emotional. Like, there was no... It, well, it happened too fast yeah. for you to really get that involved in yeah. it. But, yeah, it was like all of a sudden you're just, like, Done. crazy about... The, you're crazy about him? I know. And then you're over him. Quickly. Quickly. <laughs> it happened so fast. I mean, because I didn't approve... I didn't like his parenting style. It was weird. Like, not that he was bad with his kids, but it was, like... It was very... kid was crying for was, no reason. Yeah, very like lenient and very just um your kid's a brat I'm not dealing yeah <laughs> right which I think that would be hard as yeah. a parent dating other another parent yeah and then they're parenting their kid it's not the same not as the you same do. way and then but you have to also think like okay so if me and him say like we get married in the future and he you know wants to like discipline my kid or something or doesn't discipline my kid right or whatever like how's his parenting style with my kid gonna be yeah I don't even want to think about it honestly all of that like freaks me out and stuff Mm -hmm. because I'm like I don't I don't know how all that would be you know yeah I don't either because I don't let people meet my kids (laughs) (laughs) which is good though because there's a lot of people that just go ahead and like yeah meet my kid we've been out one time yeah let's go ahead yep you know I remember I dated a guy with a kid and he wanted me to meet his kid like very early on, and I didn't want to. And I didn't meet his kid till we were together for a year, and that was my choice. Right, that's my good. choice because I was like, I <laughs> we were up and down anyway, and so yeah, well. I was just like, 
Mm-mm. I'm not going to, I don't want to meet him until I, I feel like this is something more solid. But I felt like he should have felt that way. Exactly. Like he should have been more protective. He sure should have been. Mm-hmm. And then I, I, met, I met her and then we broke up a month after that. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So then I was like, mm. <laughs> well, this guy, he actually did meet my kids because I was on the right. motorcycle and my kids actually saw – I had to go pick something up in front of my kiddos mm-hmm. and so that was exciting for them. And then we ended up doing some kind of family mm-hmm. thing because mm-hmm. I was like, well, maybe we need to get to know each other. Right. Now. So, like, no. no. My kids were still asking for him like months Way later. later. <laughs> I was like, please stop. You're like, that man is gone. <laughs> like, Who are you talking? man? Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Say his name again. <laughs> You're like, Who? <laughs> Who? <laughs> You need a wake-up child. Nobody ever existed like that. <laughs> that was a dream. What are you talking about? Dream. That is so funny. Yeah. Yeah. So I would do it. I would do you it. You would do it again? I had fun. I thought that was fun. Really? I, yeah. think, I think that would be fun to do. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would be fun. It's kind of it's kind of scary to see who might set you up. Oh, yeah. Maybe you should get like with a matchmaker or something. Oh, what, like with the millionaire matchmaker? <laughs> she like talks you through your like first date but yeah but there's matchmakers like all all over like we have matchmakers here in Kansas City yeah. well yeah I need we one find we it. should totally do we that we should do that on this maybe show. we should do that for a show uh oh yeah, if you want that to happen idea. <laughs> what who's on the other side of that <laughs> who's being set I, up I, I don't know you'd find out I don't want to find, find out you don't want to find out <laughs> I do. I think that'd be so fun. I'd be fun. (laughs) And who knows? Matchmaker is supposed to be good. Yeah. Maybe they might find you like the one. Yes, your perfect match. He's not. He's he's. (laughs) Oh Oh, man. He's out there. Yeah, he's out there. He's out there. I'm excited. But yeah. Yeah. I've got my, you know, closet space open and Oh, well, that. that's good. You finally have that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you got some drawer space and everything for his undies and <laughs> you have a whole drawer for him. I've got a toothbrush waiting for him. Awesome. See? <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Well, I don't know why that popped in my – I have no idea why that popped in my head, but I just did. I have no idea, but I would not do – if you're going to give me a rose, I don't even want a rose. Be, be more creative. Yeah. It's funny. We should have Rex here to talk about it because I made him like last year we watched The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. And it was like when we – around the time we first started dating oh, everything. Wow. He was and like not this he again. He was like, what is this? He was like, he didn't even know this show existed, you know? He was like, what is this? <laughs> He's like this guy dating 30 girls. And <laughs> He's and like, is this seriously on television? Yes. Like, yes. And people love and people it. People are hardcore about it. Bachelor Nation is like hard. Bachelor Nation. Nation. Uh-huh. What are they thinking? They are hardcore. Are they about like it. believing that this is love? I think they do. I think they root for people. I think they do. What about you? I don't think so. I don't think it's real. But I you think, watch it. Um. Oh yeah, I mean, I used to watch it for years, and now I watch it every now and then. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not like how I used to be. I used to watch every single season. Oh my god! But I don't watch it like that anymore. But no, I think because now I think everybody's on there because they're trying to get Instagram followers. Okay. Because they seriously can make bank off of like I mean, there are people that have like millions of followers and stuff just from being on the show, and they're hawking stuff all on their Instagram. Everything Making money. Yeah, it's all about and so business. it's. It's good if you're looking for that, yeah. you know. 
and you want to do that and maybe humiliate yourself or whatever. Right. Sure. But you're going to make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So that could be the outcome. That's a, you know, mm-hmm. that's what they do. That's what they choose to do. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a small percentage of people that actually are on there for love. <laughs> oh, my God. I do. <laughs> Back in the day, I think when it started out, it was probably more for that. Right. I think those couples are the ones that are still together, mm-hmm. you know, the few. <laughs> but, yeah. So How many people are married from that? I forget. It's not a lot. Like though. two? Like probably like or something like that. They're like, we can't. <laughs> we, we don't can't ever say break the up. number. We can't say We can't ever. It's in our contract. We can't break up. Ever. <laughs> ever. We're together forever. We have to have so many kids. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. So Bachelor and Bachelorette is totally what the F. It is. (laughs) Yes. It is, actually. So, yeah. So, uh, we didn't get to our theme of today. So, our theme, um, and also, this is episode 10. Oh, yeah. Okay, we believe we made it to 10. I know. I know. So, that's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, so, we don't have, like, a rhyming thing with 10. We just have, it's missing. 10 is the the deadliest number. I liked what you said earlier about 10 things I hate about you. Yeah. Like, that's funny. But yeah, we, I don't, 10 things I hate about murder. (laughs) 10 things I hate about murder. 10 things I hate about murder. Lots of murder. You killed someone. (laughs) One. One. They're dead. Oh my God. This is horrible. (laughs) 10 things I hate about Todd's mustache. 10 things I hate about Frank. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. His dirty mouth. Frank is a dirty dragon. He's <laughs> got <laughs> <that> kids? <laughs> Frank, yeah, Frank seems like he'd be a, a yeah, yeah, yeah. He has kids all over. Oh my he God. has a lot in Florida, actually. Speaking of Florida. <laughs> oh. My story's from Florida. Oh, is it? That's a great tie-in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Florida is a... Florida is a... a questionable... Yeah. There were several. Actually, all the Florida cases, is a crazy state. Actually, all the cases I was looking at <laughs> were Florida. Were in Florida. Florida is crazy. Yep. Um, and they have some crazy murders there, mm-hmm. and crazy stories, mm-hmm. crazy people, and also crazy juries mm-hmm. for trials. There's been several trials there where the jury, jury mm-hmm. was just like, "What in the world were you thinking?" Okay. Yes. Okay, I'm gonna start this one. Is I think you started last one, right? I, I did. I've been av- yeah, you did the last one. Well, I did the last one. You just did the last I just one. And did then it. I gave I up just... on life. And so then <laughs> today is the day where I start this one. <laughs> okay. Okay, go for it. And it's now. Okay, so this story, I remember when it happened and I followed it. Um, okay. As it was happening. Like was when was this? How long? 2006. Wow, okay, that's a while ago. Okay, so today's story is about Trenton Duckett. Mm-hmm. Do you remember Trenton Duckett? I don't recall that name. Okay. So a two-year-old uh, little boy, mm-hmm. he was born August 10th of 2004 to Melinda and Joshua Duckett. Okay. Um, he's been missing since August 26th of 2006. Oh. Um, and so I'm going to give you a timeline of events. Okay. Because the story goes a few different places. Okay. Okay. So on April 6th of 2005, Trenton's mother, Melinda, reportedly threatened to harm Trenton if Joshua, which was Trenton's father, did not come and talk to her. Um, She reportedly had an up and down behavior. Kind of like bipolar. I don't want to diagnose people, but 
well, kind of like that? Well, there was some erratic behavior, okay. and she used little Trenton uh, against terrible. in the arguments, right? Oh, she gosh. used him in the arguments, mm-hmm. or so that's been reported. Okay. Um, and on April 6th, that same day, uh, she reportedly had scars on her arms from self-mutilation, mm. um, and she had see- been seen squeezing Trenton so tightly that he was screaming. What? Yep. Oh, my gosh. So, go And on. how old is... He would have been, so he was born um, August 10th of 2004. This is April 6th. Of so, 2005. Of 2005. So, okay. A few okay. months old. Okay. He's a baby. So then in July of 2005, still he's under a year year old, um, Melinda reportedly dangled Trenton over a puddle Are you of water me? to antagonize Joshua, the father. Um, despite this fight, though, uh-huh. despite her going that far, they got married shortly after. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yep. Yeah, that's lovely there. Yep. Wow. So then October 31st, 2005, mm-hmm. on Halloween, mm-hmm. uh, Department of Children and Family Services received a report stating that Melinda and Joshua were arguing in the car, mm-hmm. and Melinda held a knife to Trenton's leg and threatened to kill her son. My goodness. Yep. Wow. So okay, I just uh, were other people around. Did like nobody like try to like they reported it right because they nobody tried to like intervene. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> who knows? And this Melinda was not very big, a very big person. She was from South Korea and mm-hmm. she had a very oh, she's small like tiny stature. Factor, yes, stature. Mm-hmm. Okay, God. So, but that doesn't mean. I mean, maybe. But she no, was strong. but I mean, you but a it's a little baby. Sure. So, you, what are you gonna do? Yeah. So, um. In the following days, or following that argument of mm-hmm. her threatening or threatening his life, and then with the knife, um, the DFS or DCS mm-hmm. um, took him into custody, mm-hmm. and so he was in foster care until court returned him back to Melinda. Despite how much long? How long? It was, did they, it was not very not long. long. Not very long. Okay, um, because in December, um, she was reported. And, and put into, um, I don't know the the kind ner- name for this, but like the new, she was in, in a mental facility. Okay. Okay. She was admitted in mm-hmm. against her will. Gotcha. Okay. I know what you're behavior. talking about. Yes. Okay. okay. So, um, but she had psychological testing in December of 2005 um, that indicated there was no reason she could not be a loving, caring parent for her son. Oh, goodness. Okay. Okay. Okay, so then August 22nd of 2006, she um, was reporting that she needed help. She couldn't take care of her son financially, and she ended up getting food stamps and other assistance okay. through um, the help the government. of the mm-hmm. government. Mm-hmm. Right? And so then a couple days later, on the 26th of August 2006, um, Melinda Duckett, it says, strapped the boy into her Mitsubishi Eclipse, packed up his diaper bag, grabbed her new shotgun, and headed north to Ocala National Forest. Okay. Wow. She told her attorney Mm -hmm. that she had planned target practice, but she couldn't find the massive forest... She couldn't find the massive forest rifle range. What? Um, So she was confused and disoriented, and Melinda called her friends for help. Okay? (sighs) So then... The 21-year-old, so she was only 21 years old, Okay, uh, drove around Central Florida in an eight-hour odyssey oh my going goodness. from Interstate mm-hmm. 75 to Flores, 
Florida's Turnpike, mm-hmm. to Altamont Mall, where she said she changed her two-year-old's diaper outside of Sears and then went into TD Waterhouse Center in mm-hmm. Orlando. Okay. Uh, finally, she spotted signs for U.S. Highway 441 and headed home to Leesburg. Mm-hmm. So she was... Wanted to go to a rifle range, gets lost, drives around for eight hours. Right. I mean, because I'm sure you can check that on the they towers, what, the towers or whatever. Phones. Yeah, right? they can follow all that. Yeah. Um. Then mm-hmm. the following night, um, on August 22nd, Melinda Duckett and an unidentified man reported the to- toddler's disappearance. When was this? The next night. Next night. Okay. At 9 a.m. Um, it said, the guy says in a calm manner to the dispatcher, he says, Melinda Duckett's son is missing. He was in his bed sleeping. She went to check on him in and he was bed? not there. So she went back home at some point? Mm-hmm. So she was dri- So after the eight-hour driving, mm-hmm. she went home. Okay. Then the next night, he's reported missing. Okay. So they're at home. Okay. Um, the dispatcher then asked to speak with Duckett. So the dispatcher was like, let me talk to her. Um, and the man can be heard calling her three times. And she comes on the phone, panting. Mm-hmm. The dispatcher asks her what her son was wearing. And she says, I don't know. He was ready for bed. Um, and she breathes heavily. And she mm-hmm. says, he might have been, he might have had his shoes off or his shirt off. He had a pair of jean shorts on and he was only two years old. What? Right. I am just like. How- he might have had his shoes on. He yeah. might have had his shirt on. How do you not know what your kid was wearing? I don't know. You know? And he's two. How do you even lose a two-year-old? Right. Well, it- okay. So she says, I'll get into that. She says she tells the dispatcher she was watching a movie that was two hours long. She was watching, um, I'm going to get the name of it here because it's written down, Locked Lock, stock, and two smoking barrels. She's watching that with what is, friends. What is that? I wonder I what that is. Well, I worked at um, Blockbuster, and I remember mm. that being a movie. So I, that name was like, oh, I remember that name. It was rented all the time. I wonder what that was. Um, we're going to go watch it next. Um, but anyway, she was watching the movie when he was abducted from his room. Okay. So she he said, was sleeping in his bedroom. Yep. She okay. said that Trenton was taken from his bedroom at night. And the window was slit. There was, but there was no disturbance on the ground outside of his room. So it was like dust and like stuff outside of his room. Yeah, and they checked. And there all was that. nothing right, wrong. Nothing. Um, the other thing is, she called at nine p.m. Mm-hmm. and he was kidnapped the night before. Gotcha. Ugh. Right. Shady. So. Police focused their investigation on the 21-year-old mother after some of Trenton's toys, photographs, and a sonogram photo were found in the trash bin in her apartment complex. Oh, okay. A day after she reported him missing. Yeah, you are, you're not going to throw away that kind of stuff unless, you know, your kid's gone. You're, right. the, a mother who's grieving, who's looking for a kid frantic, is yep. not going to do that. Um, while they were looking into her background, they hit upon an unusual clue. For two years, Duckett had been filming erotic and sometimes pornographic videos of herself <laughs> and selling them on a website. Oh, okay. Uh, they found naked photos of her, um, a pornographic tape, and sexually explicit video in oh. which a crying baby can be heard in the background. <laughs> wow. And I have to tell you, um, I saw a bit of the oh, video. Oh, I was to say, did you look that up? Well, it was on. It was like click the link <laughs> it was part to watch of it. Yeah, it was like watch a little bit uh-huh. of 
And it was like really not good. It's like cell phone. She got cell phone set up. Really? And she's like dancing around. Oh my gosh. Um. Anyway. And and this was the like. When was this? This is in 2006. 2006. Okay. So maybe it wasn't. As it wasn't like accessible. As like- so I remember this because it was on Nancy Grace. Oh, oh, I used to watch her too. I did too. That's and I, so funny. I didn't, know you, I didn't know you watched oh, her. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> I think, okay. So Nancy Grace interviewed Duckett less than two weeks after her child went missing. Oh, I bet Nancy was all like, I don't believe you. You're, yeah. You ready? Uh-huh. So on September 7th, 2006, um, Nancy Grace questioned her for her alleged attack, her alleged lack of mm-hmm. openness regarding her son's disappearance, mm-hmm. asking Duckett, where were you? Why aren't you telling us where you were that day? Duckett appeared confused and was unable to answer whether or not she had taken a polygraph test. When Grace asked her why she could not account for specific details, Duckett began to reply, because I was told not to. I was told not to? Yeah. Oh, and she's trying to change some, her story. Yeah. Whatever. I was told not to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in which Grace re- responded, Miss Duckett, you are not telling us for a reason. What is the reason? Miss Duckett, you are not telling us for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> You refuse to give. You, you refuse to give any information. <laughs> you refuse to give even the simplest facts of where you were with your son before he went missing, and this is day twelve. Okay, the that's day, not what a mother would be doing. And I remember this. I remember this. Mm-hmm. I remember this all happening. So the day after taping of the show on mm-hmm. September eighth, in two thousand six, just twelve days after his reported disappearance, I guess that would have been thirteen. I don't know at this point. My, my articles aren't matching up. <laughs> anyway, so the day after, mm-hmm. um, Melinda Duckett wrote a two-page letter addressed to the public mm-hmm. expressing her love for Trenton and anger over being faced with ridicule and criticism. She left the letter on the dashboard of her car, oh. entered her grandparents' home, oh. retrieved her grandfather's shotgun, oh. entered a closet, and committed suicide by firearm. Uh, yep. Yeah. You're guilty. Well... Is You're she? guilty, yes. So <laughs> Duckett's family actually blamed her death on media and scrutiny, and particularly because from of Nancy her Grace. mental her mental problems and stuff. Don't and know. Then being they, because Nancy was on it with her, just well, like she you is. Know with if everybody. you're going to go on Nancy Grace, that she's not going to be kind to you. Well, like, supposedly you know. she wanted to be on Nancy Grace because she wanted more eyes on this on the case. on the case and on the story. And well, Nancy you Grace know Nancy is going to question the shit out of you and especially if you're being shady right yeah well they filed a wrongful death claim or lawsuit against her accusing grace Uh, nancy Mm -hmm. why did i not know about this i don't know what i used to watch that yep so (laughs) they accused grace of inflicting emotional distress on duckett in the interview on good morning america nancy grace said in a in reaction to events that quote unquote if anything i would suggest that guilt made her commit suicide to suggest that it a 15 or 20 minute interview can cause someone to commit suicide is focusing on the wrong thing. That's true. She then said that while she sympathized with the family, she mm. knew from her own experience as a victim of crime that mm-hmm. such people look for somebody else to blame. And Nancy's um, fiance was killed. I thought it was her brother, but no, it was her fiance. Okay. It was her fiance yeah. was killed. Mm. Okay. So on November 8th, a month before the jury, November 8th, 2010, there was a court case against Nancy, right? Cause wow. they were suing her. 
I don't know why I didn't know about this. Mm-hmm. What was I doing in my life? Um, well, well, we'll see. We'll talk about that next on on the next show. Right. Tamara's life in 2006. Exactly. Okay. So a month before jury trial was scheduled to start, Grace reached a settlement with the estate of Melinda Duckett to create a $200,000 trust fund dedicated to locating, locating Trenton. Wow. According to the agreement, <clears throat> if Trenton is found alive before he turns 13, the remaining proceeds and the trust will be administered by a trustee which was trenton's great aunt great aunt kathleen wow okay um if until he turned and he would get that until he turned 18 Mm -hmm. and or she would be in charge of it until he turned 18 Mm -hmm. um if trenton was not found alive by his 13th birthday the funds would be transferred to the national center for missing and exploited children okay um so that's very weird agreement yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, the so and he's he would be thirteen. He would have been thirteen. Yeah. By now. Yeah. So he's still not. He's still missing here. Yeah. And um, there were rumors saying because she, so she was born in South Korea and she mm-hmm. was adopted. Mm-hmm. There were some speculation that maybe she sent him to South Korea. Why? I mean, that's yeah. very unlikely. Uh huh. Um, then the other one, and this is what I always remember, which was, oh, good God. Yeah, that's loud. Sorry, there's a really loud. Plane? Helicopter. Okay. Low, low, low. Low, 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 low. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the other thing is, um, did she kill him in the Ocala National Forest? I mean, she was there for eight hours. She used it as a talking point. She right. explained how she was there for eight hours. Yeah. Um, I remember they found um, a stuffed animal. Oh, they did? Near a rifle. They did. Yeah. But there was nothing that ever came of it. But is there like swampland or something near right. there? And they, okay. they talked about that too. Okay. Um, I just remember when it came out, they mentioned that she packed his bag, had a stuffed animal in there, and a rifle. See, that's- And she left him there is what I remember it being. But okay. then- you know, and I couldn't. Right, right. I couldn't find anything else about mm-hmm. that. But then they were just talking about the things in the case that are off, which would be all that I said. But also the fact that the father of Trenton, mm-hmm. um, his dad is in prison for a very heinous rape and murder of a fourteen-year-old girl. What? And that? Wow. Could that? Could it just be that? I mean, uh, I'm not blaming the father, but I'm just saying. Right. They were just talking That's about just his questionable odd. personality. Yes. Uh-huh. Like, could it run in the family? Right. Is that possibility something that happened? Because there is nobody has been charged with this. They're just and they don't really it down. have that many clues. Nothing. Either. That's so sad. Right. That's so sad. My 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 feeling is that the mom, the mom did something mm-hmm. because she threatened anyway right. so many times. So obviously she did not care about the kid's life at yeah. all. And they were divorced by this time, I guess, okay. too. So the mother and father had been divorced. Was she trying to get his attention or yeah, anything? It seemed or? like all the time was she was trying she to was get his attention. She was trying to get his attention. Um, but that's also the reports from him. And her family is saying, mm-hmm. no. This and of is, course, yeah, They're saying that Nancy Grace – did like she just went on Nancy Grace as an innocent bystander mm-hmm. to really get the plea out for her kid? Mm-hmm. The only buddy that's reporting anything negative about um, her is him, is the dad, uh-huh. you know. So, yeah, but who knows? It, gosh, you know, but right. it, it looks suspicious, right. it's very suspicious because of how she acted. However, yes. they but, th- she felt if she felt like they already were under 
you know, claim, you mm-hmm. know, blaming her, mm-hmm. you know, but why are you throwing your kid's stuff out the next day? That is, that makes no sense. No. Uh, you wouldn't do that. If you were no. looking for your kid, you're not going to no. be doing, throwing that stuff out. Ever. She knew that kid was gone. That's what I feel. I feel like mm-hmm. she did something, which is awful. Right. You know, awful. Right. Awful. So just to address who Trenton was, mm-hmm. he was last seen at his home in Leesburg, Florida, on August 27th of 2006. Uh, Trenton has a small mark over his left eye and was last seen wearing denim shorts and a green and blue striped shirt. Mm -hmm. Trenton's photo, um, there's a photo that shows his age-progressed photo to 13 years old. Okay, so. By the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. We'll link that in the description. Yes. (laughs) So I I just, I've always wondered, you know, because that, there's yeah, so much happening in Florida. I was wondering, like, about, if anything progressed with that, and it's mm-hmm. like they just kind of let it. Yeah, because they've not found anything. They're probably just like she did it. Yep, and on to the next. Yeah, they have so much going on. Mm-hmm. That's so terrible, though. Yeah, it's so awful. And I bet something is just like in the swamps and just gone. Yep, and you that's know? that's exactly how it was played back in 2006. I remember mm-hmm. that was kind of like they she left him out there, and he could have mm-hmm. been taken and. It would have been easy for that to disappear and nobody know. What was her name again? Um, Melinda Duckett. Melinda Duckett. Okay. Um, there was a really good um, podcast on this. Yeah. Uh, from Disappeared. I listened Disappeared? To, okay. I listened yes, to that listened today to that. a little bit to, uh-huh. to see how that went. Mm-hmm. And um, they did a really good job okay. on it. I, I think it was a two-parter. So really? I didn't listen to both okay. of them. Yep. Okay. So check so, that out. Okay. Disappeared podcast also has that. Shout out. Shout out. Okay, well, um, so I have a missing one as well. Okay. Um, and it's funny, um, when was it? I don't know. It was like a couple of weeks ago, um, I was just watching like ID. Do you ever watch ID Mm-mm. channel? God, all they have is murder stuff on. Oh my it's God. awesome. And it's so, awesome. Man. It's awesome, every single show. And so um, it was just like every single one was about missing people. You know, is interesting. So it's interesting that this is our topic, though. Ah. But because you know, we didn't plan for it. No, but it was just like almost every single show that's coming on after the other. There are people that have been missing, and I just think like that's like awful to mm-hmm. not know what happened to a loved one, right? You know, so someone's just gone one right. day, and you just don't even know what happened. You don't know if they're dead, if they're alive. Mm-hmm. This torment, and you're just thinking in your head, probably just all these crazy scenarios and things like that. And you have no clue. And I was just like, I was watching those and I was just like, that's just like the worst, you know? Oh, yeah. It's and, not good. Yeah. And the people will talk about if she, if the person was murdered or whatever, I'd like to at least know that. You know, at least I have mm-hmm. like, I know something. Closure of Closure. Some sort. I know what happened, you know? So um, missing cases are always just sad. So this is another one. Um so the girl, her name is um, Kioma Gray. Okay. And um, this happened in Ventura, California. And she went missing on December 13, 2007. Okay. And at the time, she's 14 years old. And what is odd about this case is because uh, she disappeared six months after she started a relationship with a guy who was... 20 years old. Okay. Yeah. She was how old? 14. Okay. Yes. 
Um, so Kioma, uh, she's um, described as a very good daughter, a very good student. She had a high GPA. She's very close to her family, super, super, super close to her mom, like would follow her mom around everywhere and would talk to her about everything. They just had a super close relationship. And so they started noticing in the beginning of uh, 2007, her grades started declining. And they couldn't, they couldn't figure out why. They were asking, you know, what's going on, anything. She was just like, everything's fine. Right. They noticed she was on her phone more, you know. Um, and it was just such a big change from her being just this awesome student and then not. It yep. was just a very drastic change. And so the mom gets a phone call. Her, mom is, uh, her mom's name is um, Francine. Her mom gets a phone call from her soccer coach, from Kioma's soccer coach, and mm -hmm. says, I need to let you know, like, during practice, this guy pulled Kioma away, and they went off into a field, and they were talking for a while. Okay. So this guy is Andrew Josh DeFoya. I mean, sorry, Tafoya. He um, knew Kioma's older brother. Like, they went to high school together. And this is a guy who's 20 years old. Right. Um, so he started um, paying a lot of attention to Kioma, started calling her. Um, they started hanging out. Mm -mm. I know. And so the mom found out about this, and she talked to Kioma, and she was like, this is not acceptable. This right. is inappropriate. You're 14. He's 20. This isn't going to happen. Happening. Yeah. She's like, this is going to stop. Kiyomo said, okay. She agreed. She didn't fight her mom on it. The mom called the guy also and said, hey, my daughter is 14 years old. You're 20. Leave her alone. Right. Yeah. Don't talk to her anymore. And he was like, but I'm in love with her. This is, you know. I feel so much for your daughter. Uh, this is a love I've never felt before. Oh, my God. I know. And because you're 20. You're 20. She's 14. 14. She's a kid. 14. And if you saw her, she just, uh -uh. she's so cute and adorable and stuff, you know. And it's just like, no. And just no. So uh, the mom um, tells him that. And... The mom finds out then that Kioma has started skipping school. And she's skipping school so she can hang out right. with this guy. I'm going to call him um, Tafoya. That's his last name. I'll just call him that because his name is Andrew. They, they would refer to him as Andrew and then sometimes Josh and go back oh, and okay. forth. So I'm just going to say by his last name, Tafoya. And so she'd been hanging out with Tafoya. So then at this time... Uh, Francine, Kioma's mom, um, talked to his mom. And his mom uh, was like, well, I thought she was 19 years old. I didn't know she was 14. Right. And the mom's like, whatever. You know, you had to have known that she's young. And she's just like, this needs to stop. This needs to stop. I'm, I'm, I'm not having this going on. Right. Um, she was just like – and then she kept asking her daughter – have you had sex with him? Has this, has this mm -hmm. progressed to something sexual? She was like, it had to. You know, it had to. He's 20, you're 14. Of course, it had to. The mm -hmm. daughter just kept denying it. No, yep. no, no. 
And um, so this time the mom is just like fed up. She's like, we're going to the cops about this. And I'm going to um, see if this was a sexual relationship. So it comes back. I don't know what they – what did they do? I don't know. I would check, they the, check, you know, make sure that everything's intact. Well, so that's what they – I guess that's what they did because yeah. then they found out that she had been having sex. Mm-hmm. And um, so then she goes to the cops and they find out that there was a sexual relationship. So this time um, Tafoya is arrested for unlawful sex with a minor. And um, he's arrested for that. He takes the plea deal – where he only has to, um, he takes a plea deal where he's only found guilty on one count of unlawful sex, and he gets six months of work furlough. So he gets to work during the day, and then at night he's incarcerated. Mm-hmm. And so he has to do that for six months. And the mom wanted him to be registered as like a sex offender, mm-hmm. and um, under Megan's law. She wanted that. And for some reason in California, they had like some weird thing with Megan's Law where they said, I don't know, but they didn't really explain it, but it was something like where they couldn't have him as a – Yeah, as a sex offender. And the police felt at that time that he was not a threat to other girls. Right. They just felt – they felt like – He had an inappropriate relationship. Yeah, inappropriate relationship. And he was saying he's in love with this girl. Right. So it's just a 20-year-old in love with a 14-year-old. I know. It just sounds gross even saying it. It It's just like – you know, if you think about back when you're 20, Mm-mm. there's no way, like, you even think that it... Ever. Even look at them at that kind Ever. of way. And she looked like a kid. She did, it, was, it wasn't like she was a 14-year-old that looked older or anything like that. She looked like a kid. She was a kid. She had never even... Her mom was like, she never even talked about boys before this or anything like that. She was very innocent. Right. And he manipulated know? the situation. Totally manipulated. And so the day that she goes missing which is December 13, 2007. Everything seemed fine. She was getting ready for school as normal, got dressed as normal. Her mom, you know, complimented her on her outfit because she had just they just went shopping the night before and she was wearing clothes that she had bought. And, you know, mm-hmm. you know your jacket looks great. You know, you look really cute. Everything seemed fine. And um, her brother picks her up. Her brother Paul uh, goes to pick her up for, uh, at 3 p.m. at the school. And Kioma's not there. He calls her phone. She's not answering. It's just going to voicemail. So he calls her mom. And the mom just immediately thinks, it's been six months since Tafoya, you know, he's probably done doing his work furlough. And she just thinks to herself, did he take my daughter? Of course. Right. And so uh, the mom contacts the cops. They find surveillance on the surveillance cameras at the school. They find that Tafoya's car, he had been there. Um, They contact his work. He's gone. He worked at a car dealership. What? Yeah, he worked at a car dealership, and he stole one of the cars. He Mm -hmm. stole an Acura. So they found that one of the cars were missing, and that was the car that was at the school. Uh, So the mom at this time believes in that Kioma has been abducted. And she believes that Kiyoma had nothing to do with this because she didn't pack anything extra that day. Everything was normal. She's, you know, Mm -hmm. and she hadn't been in contact with Tafoya during this time. And so the police put out a warrant um, for child stealing. 
And they also put a hit out for the Acura. They find that the Acura had crossed the Mexico border Uh at 1.30 in the afternoon. And when the mom hears this, she's devastated, you know, because her daughter's in Mexico now. And because of this, then the FBI gets involved because it's crossed. Crossing the border. Mm Mm-hmm. And so um, this happened December. So in March of 2008, the FBI tells um, Francine, we think your daughter is dead. We have no new leads. We have nothing on this. Um, It's most likely she's gone. Where's he? They can't find him. At all? They're both gone. Yeah. Still? Yes. They're both gone. They're both missing. They don't know where they are. Yeah. So what do they think? Yeah. They don't even think anything. Like the mom had to stay so on top of this. She felt like nobody was really even staying on top of this case. It was almost like they were just like, yeah, she's gone. Done. Okay. Yeah, it was kind of like that. So she's the one who had to keep like the case alive, or she kept going back to them, asking, asking, and stuff like that. Which is I just terrible. can't even. I can't I, imagine having it's just a, a nightmare. Nightmare. Your kid's just gone. You don't know. And so now, June of uh, two thousand eight, um, in Mexico, the FBI finds a charred body that fits Kioma's description. Oh. And so the mom hears this and is so upset. But she's so distraught, she won't give them DNA samples to match it up to see if that's her daughter or not. Because she's just so distraught over it. It's like she doesn't even want to. Yeah. I mean, this has been like six months or so, seven months. And so she doesn't. So they think that she was recently... They found the charred body. That fits Kiyoma's description. Yeah. So that was in uh, June of 2008. They find that. Oh, okay. So then also at the same time, like within like a few days or so after the mom hears this, she hears about uh, there's a possible sighting of her daughter in Acapulco and at a restaurant where a tourist was there and spoke with a girl and she said that she spoke with a girl who's a waitress there, and the girl uh, was American, and said her name was Kioma. And um, for some reason, this tourist thought, for some reason, just something didn't sit right with her. So when she got back home, she searched, it. searched Kioma's name and found out that she was missing. So she contacted the mom and said, yeah, I had a long conversation with her, and she was telling me, you know, she seemed fine. She seemed happy. You know, she just said she was there. Um, so the FBI goes and checks it out and they can't find anything. So, um, they don't know if that story was, you know. Oh man. Right. Cause there are people that will just talk. Just make up stuff, you just know. To be involved. Right. So. It's sick. It is. So then, uh, November of 2008, uh, the mom has a, a who's a private investigator and so he goes to Mexico and he's like I'm gonna go to Mexico and I'm gonna look you know for your daughter so while he was there he found um a couple people that uh actually knew Kioma and also her boyfriend they said she was there with her boyfriend okay uh to FOIA and they said that she um she was there but they left Mexico because she got pregnant and she wanted to have her baby in the United States 
Uh, and so that was the investigator. That's the last, that's all he could find about her. And so they're still like, well, where, you know, the mom's still, she's like, is my daughter dead? Is she alive? Is this story true or not? So, uh, so that was in 2008. So nothing, they find nothing's going on. In late 2010, an attorney that's in Canada hears about this story, and she contacts the mom, and she says, I want to help out, you know, with this, because this doesn't sound right, that, you know, something needs to be done. Right. And she goes, you know, um, I believe that Tafoya's family has been helping him and giving him money mm-hmm. in Mexico. And she goes, you know, we could um, file a civil lawsuit and we can find out all that information. Yeah. They're filing a civil lawsuit. So uh, they start working on that. Uh, Now we go to February of 2011. Uh, A national TV show airs Kioma's case and they receive hundreds and hundreds of tips. And so they receive a tip from Georgia where um, someone says that they saw them and they said they saw... Kioma and they saw Tafoya and they were with a baby that was about 14 months old and they just saw them like rush into a car and leave yeah and how do you it. remember this I hear I, this stuff and I think I do too because I better remember everything I've ever seen I, I think that too because I don't I yeah I'm like that too because I, I I don't things don't stick with me like that I guess no, no, no. <laughs> maybe it just seemed funny to them sure I don't know and so, um, so they have that, but again, the police check that out and nothing again. So this time then the attorney file, files a civil lawsuit against Tofoya's family. And after that has been filed, Francine, the mom, receives a phone call. Okay. And it's Tofoya on the phone. Okay. Yeah. And he says, we're in Mexico and you need to pick up your daughter. What? Yeah. And she, yeah, she's like, what? And she goes, can I speak with Kioma? He goes, she's fine. Um, she's fine. She's not with me right now. Really? Yeah. So I, you can't talk with her, but I, I assure you she's fine. Um, and the mom's like, well, is there a phone number? Is there something I can, you know, call her? No, we don't have a phone number or anything like that. Um, I'm going to call you back, though, tomorrow, um, and I'll give you, like, an address and a phone number where she can be reached at at the time. So her mom's like, okay. She's really just like – Of course. She's happy, but she's kind of like – she doesn't know what to think about all of this or whatever. And so the next day comes. He doesn't call. And um, what ends up happening then is – Tafoya contacts in uh, U.S. Marshals, and he says he's going to turn himself in. Okay. And so then he speaks with the Marshals, and they're actually in contact for a few months and stuff, and he he's arranging for um, him and Kioma to come back to the States and for Kioma to be reunited with her family. And so um, October 5th, 2011, uh, Kioma actually comes back i know what <laughs> i know i was not expecting that. i was not either i was not either i was like she has to be dead <laughs> no 
Okay. She comes back. She's alive. Is there a baby? She's fine. Nope, there's not a baby. Um, she's reunited with her family. Her family believes she's been brainwashed. She probably is talking about how in love she is with Tafoya, how she's that. upset about these charges against him. Mm-hmm. Um, and she says that she wasn't kidnapped. She said she left willingly. Um, but under law, all of this is still illegal. It's still he was an adult. Sure, he took a child. It doesn't matter. None of this matters. We're not right. Right. Her parents totally believe she has Stockholm syndrome, uh-huh. and she's trying to protect him. And um, so Kioma comes home. She does not stay in her parents' house. She moves in with Tafoya's mom and doesn't have contact with her parents. But she was good in good relationship with her mom. Yes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. They believe, like, during these years, because she was gone for four years, mm-hmm. they believe, like, during these years, like, he just brainwashed her. Yeah. And she just totally became dependent on him, and he's just her whole world. And, I mean, he took away her life. She didn't even finish high school right. or anything like that. She has no education. She's just dependent on him. She yeah. has, like, nothing. And um, when they were in Mexico, they actually were just, like, they would live off the kindness of people. So... Uh, they got really into religion, and the Christian Christian people would help them out. People who Christian store owners would let them work at their stores, let them stay with them, um, things like that. And so, in February, uh, February twenty third of twenty twelve, Tafoya then uh, was charged with kidnapping and concealing a child from um, her parents. So. He got two years for that. Whoa. Um, during his sentencing, Kiyoma said he has an amazing heart and asked for a reduced sentence so Tafoya could pursue his dream of becoming a pastor. We do not need Tafoya as a pastor. I know, right? Very sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And so she doesn't have contact with her family. I actually looked them up now to see, like, what they've been doing now. They have videos on um, YouTube. Like, they're selling Herbalife. What? I know. Who I is? Selling... Her family? No. Kioma and Tafoya. And they have a little baby now. And oh. so she had a little baby on her lap. And they're selling Herbalife. And she has workout videos on YouTube. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then there's people who have comments, and then there's comments, and they're like, their comments, they're like, "This is true love." Oh my god! I was just like, "Are no, you kidding me?" No, we already me? talked about true love or, last week. I mean, exactly. They're if like, "You want to know what true love is? <laughs> listen last week." <laughs> like this is this is true love. It's, it's so bad that your mom just was so mean. She's a hater. hater. Yeah. Oh, and I was Lord. just like, "Are you kidding me?" I was like, uh, "Her mom did everything right. She she was looking for her baby, and I, you know, I feel Mm-mm. so. I, I hope." that at some point she comes back to her mom. And I hope she Shit. realizes, like, this guy has control over her. You know, it's still, like, where you watch it and you're just, like, he has absolute control over her. Absolute control. And I can't believe – her mom's probably so heartbroken over all of this. I would be – Heartbroken. I mean, how do you – I mean, this girl – this your baby you've been looking for for years and then she just turns her back on you. And you think – and you know the mom is thinking she's dead. You know, oh, she hadn't been thinking that. And, you know, she comes back alive, which is awesome, but wants nothing to do with you. Yep. It's sad. 
That is crazy. It is, isn't it? I was not expecting I, that. I know. It's a it's a weird turn. Weird turn to it. It's a real turn. Yeah, but they're like all up on you, YouTube. So if you want, if you want Herbalife. Kioma and Josh, if you're looking for them. Kioma and Josh are on there. And it's just like. If you want Herbalife. Herbalife. Yeah, they're hardcore selling it too. I was just like, are you, are you Pyramid serious? Pyramid scheme. Total. And they're like hardcore about it. And I'm just like, with their little baby. Yeah, you look it up. And she has all these workout videos and everything. I'm probably a follower on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) I probably am. I'm like, I'm doing Fiona and Josh. I know. And then you're like, what? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I've been doing her booty lifted exercises. (laughs) Oh, man. That is crazy town. It is crazy. Well, well, that's a definite what the F. Yeah, both of those were what the Mm -hmm. F. Yeah, good stories today. Good stories, kids. Good, good story. You did a good job. Yeah, class. on 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 missing. On the missing. On the missing. Ten. Ten things I hate about missing. Yeah, we'll think of something. It'll probably just be ten things I hate about Frank. <laughs> As he smiles, <laughs> loves to be talked about, good or bad. Oh, Everything's good. You know, all talk is good talk. <laughs> I'll talk. That's what they say on The Bachelor. <laughs> You're going to go on there. We're going to have you go on there. I'm going to go on there as a bachelorette. We'll have you on there. Do you know how many listeners we get from that too? Oh, man. How many crazy people are like crazy about that show? Oh, man. Yeah. You're a crazy bachelor We should do lover. bachelor recaps. Oh, I can't wait. We should totally do bachelor recaps. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know if I have time. We could do – we should totally do that. Especially it would be funny because – I don't know anything about it. You don't it. know what's going on. And so that like, makes it funnier. I probably really that's like love how it. was it Rex watching it because it's like. What the hell is it's happening It's funny right seeing here? it from the eyes of somebody who d- doesn't. Doesn't follow it. Yeah. Has no clue. It has no clue. So it's funny. Rex, you know, not Rex. I was thinking mm-hmm. Frank was on The Bachelorette. Oh, he totally was on. He won. He won. He got a rose for his nose. She dumped him though. <laughs> no, she dumped you. She found out Frank is a player. He's a player. He's a player, player. Oh, my God. <laughs> Too much manly stash. Oh, my gosh, guys. She I just wish you were sitting it. here to listen, to look, to see, to well, smell. Well, we will. Yes. We're going to get our shit together. <laughs> and we're going to have all this stuff on social media for you guys. We're going to have it together. We're going to get it together, you Every guys. Every day we think that. We're positive. Positive. We are positive, okay? At least we're not negative about it. So You're negative. Oh, wait. Frank's <laughs> negative. Frank is negative, but we're positive. We are positively positive. Yes. And this is the positive podcast. Oh, my God. Positively positive podcast. Yes. Yep. Suppositories are not on the podcast. No. Anyway, <laughs> I have had a blast listening to I this. I have, too. It's been awesome. It's been great. Um, we'll see you guys next week. Next week, episode eleven. There's gonna be lots of amazing things. One, one. yeah, (laughs) we'll have an awesome topic for you guys. Um, until then, until then, be sure to check us out on social media that we were just talking about. Email us at official what the f podcast, and we will. We'll email you back. We will, and you know. Tamara's gonna take a picture of her boobs. <laughs> Where did that come from? Wait. God <laughs> is already emailing. Us. I know it's on Becky's mind. Tamara's <laughs> boobs. My boobs. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, so yeah. Official what the F Official. podcast yes. at gmail.com. Yes. And follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Facebook. Twitter. Twitter. I mean, Twitter. tweet to us before we tweet to you. Yeah, that's pretty much how it will have to be. <laughs> but until then, it's been fantastic. It's been always. awesome, and thank you guys for listening. Thanks. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. God. Tamara Storm is out. Don't you bring my boobs into this. <laughs>